Hello, and welcome to Two Sides to Every Story. I'm Lauren, and I'm Neurotypical. And I'm Austin, and I'm not Neurotypical. We're here this week to talk to each other about quirks or habits that need further explanation. Everyone has oddities about them, some a little more odd than others. Hopefully, as you'll listen, you'll find one of our views relatable, and it'll help you feel a little less alone in the world. As always, we are not professionals, nor are we seeking to give advice. This is just our lived experience as we see it. So with that, let's get into it. Just a quick heads up, we live in the city with two large dogs, so if you hear any background noise, we apologize in advance for that. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Firstly, I'm going to adjust my chair and get like super comfy how was your week this week austin my week was good tiring as usual um yeah i didn't really do anything but work we went to trivia like we always do every week but other than that like i didn't really do much how was your week what oh i know you're i know there's (laughs) one thing that i'm leaving out that like you can mention it i think you know how my week was and like i talked last week about having a stressful week because of like wedding planning little did i know what was coming for me this week because i had a bit of a rough week (laughs) um but i mean i'm gonna choose to like look at the positives and like really now next week can only get better (laughs) like i said that i'm pretty sure about last week but like i really mean it this week we started the week off monday morning we had to move all of our furniture like that was exhausting we had to move all of our furniture away from the walls because tuesday morning 8 a.m we're getting new windows all the windows are in our apartment new which i was really excited about and i'm grateful for because they're beautiful they look great the sound quality is amazing like as we say in the beginning of every episode we live in a city commonly you can hear cars and stuff drive by and the noise reduction i really didn't think it was going to be as big as it was so that's great and the heat retention also i was like i feel like our apartment was just like so cold compared to what it is now like it really has a much more uniform temperature and we keep the heat already like four degrees cooler so that's was a benefit but it really was a lot on monday and tuesday because like i mean there was just our all of our furniture was just like in the middle of every room and it was just chaos and i hate that i don't know do you want to speak about your experience with the new windows yeah i I mean i think i just blocked out my mind so i I forgot about (laughs) it and as far as i know my week's been good (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's not actually what I thought you were going to say because, yeah, like I said, I I blocked that out of my mind. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to, like, the bad part of my week. (laughs) That was just, like, the exhausting part of my week. Mentally draining. The turning point of my week, like, it already wasn't doing great. I was already really tired. And then Wednesday came around. I really scratched up my car in a parking garage and it was brutal on me it's really not that bad like i've seen worse but i've like never scratched my car dented my car i've never like 
done any I've never like ran a stop site or a red light or like got a ticket or anything I have like a very clean driving record and so it really crushed me hearing the like crunching of my car door against a pole in a parking garage and then seeing it all scratched up and I just cried a lot (laughs) and I couldn't stop crying and it, it was like I had just, you know, exerted so much energy the past couple days with the windows. And there was other things that happened that day, you know, that it was just like it all came to a culmination in that moment. Yeah, it was just awful. And I just couldn't stop crying. And every time I thought about it, I just cried more. <laughs> I really don't think I haven't cried that much in a, a long time. So it was not great. But Thursday, I didn't do anything. I just, like, gave myself a day of not worrying about anything. And today, you know, I picked it back up. I got some stuff done on my to-do list. Did a little bit of work, you know. And I'm back into it. And I'm going into it, like, I'm grateful for the new windows. I'm glad that the damage isn't that bad on my car. And, like, you know, it's fixable. So, anyway. I don't know. How do you feel about the car? Um, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, it's scratched, but it happened. So I don't, yeah, not much to say, but. Well, I just asked because, like, in the moment, like, A, in the moment, you were, like, straight up trying to grab the steering wheel from me, which was, like, not so, I don't, I can't even remember the last time you've driven a car. It's been well over six months, probably closer to nine months. That you literally have not driven a car and you were like, oh, now's the time for me to be grabbing the steering wheel from her, trying to direct her through force instead of like verbalizing it. And then you did not say a word. Like you were just silent. I was sobbing and you just didn't say anything the entire drive back. That's not true. I did say something. I said, I know it feels crummy that you just scratched your car, but you're a good driver. And everyone makes mistakes. No, you said that when we were in the parking lot outside of our apartment. Like, you weighed, you didn't say anything the whole drive back until we were home. Like, you just let me sit there sobbing. No, no, like, condolences. No, like, trying to calm me down. You just were silent. Didn't say anything until the very, until we got home. And I was, like, kind of composed at that point. I had stopped crying. I was, like, starting to accept it, and then you were, like, you know you're still a good driver. So, like, that's why I'm, like, what do you think about the thing? Because you didn't say anything. You just, like, sat there. I didn't say anything because I didn't, like, I didn't think you'd want me to say anything. I think I just felt like you needed to just be with, you know, go through your emotions. Like, I didn't, I didn't, that, I said that one, so I just, I don't, okay. I was patient. I said what I wanted to say. And I didn't want to, like, say the wrong thing, so I didn't speak. Yeah, but, like, how long have we been together? You know me. Like, I don't like just, like, sitting in silence. I, I like, like, talking it out. I like, like, verbalizing my feelings. I don't just like, like, sobbing in silence. And you were the only one that, that let that happen because, like, I messaged my best friend and I was like, oh my god, I just scratched my car. And then she, like, was messaging me and supporting me. My brother called me because he has, like, scratched his car a bunch. And he were, like, FaceTiming and he was like, 
oh, it's not that bad. Like, he was calming you down. And then my mom called me, and then she was, like, you know, getting me quotes. And she was, like, also telling me about the times that she scratched her car and how it wasn't that bad. Like, everybody else was, like, let's talk about this. And you literally were just, like, silent for 15 minutes. And then you are like, you know you're still a good driver. <laughs> Everyone else had the advantage of, like, not being there. And I felt like me being there, there was some anger also, like, just you know like you were mad that you scratched your car and like i just didn't want the distress to come on to me you know from saying something that wouldn't be helpful so i didn't say anything and i feel like you know if i wasn't there that that possibility wouldn't have been possible and i would just you know say whatever i want to say but the point is like you were there so, like, you have to, in that moment, like, be there. You can't just, like, slink away and be, like, silent. I mean, I said things while we were there, too, you know? And I said, I mean, I said before that, while we were, like, pulling out, like, you know, we scratched the car, like, nothing we can do about it. You know, not a big deal. I mean, as you hit the thing, I said, like, you know, this, we scratched it. Let's not think about it. Like, it's already happened. Let's just get out of the situation, you know? So I said I said more things. I mean, I said things, but I also felt like I needed to give you some space on the way home, so I did. And it's just how I felt. Okay, but, like, in the future, if I'm, like, breaking down like that, like, sobbing, the space is, like, not what I need, especially when there's zero capacity to give me space like if you had like left the room and i wasn't able to like see you that's one thing but sitting right next to me the whole time we're driving home while i'm sobbing and not saying anything was just like i mean i know why you did it because you don't because you like space and quiet and like really taking in all of your emotions before you speak but i don't like that and I was the one in distress. <laughs> so I felt like like I'm breaking down. So you need to be strong right now. Like in this team, I'm weak. You're strong. So we cater to my needs, which is talking about it and letting me vent out my emotions. You understand what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm not like mad at you. This is how it always goes. But like... I wasn't expecting you to save anything. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm asking you how you felt about the car, because you didn't say anything until we got home. Well, you know, when somebody's upset at something, it's hard. I, f I find it hard to gauge. Like, I know they're mad at this thing that happened, but I also find it hard to gauge if any of that anger is directed at me. Most of the time it's not, but it's always something I don't know for sure. So I'm just careful about what I say. And I was strong, and I just felt like you needed to process your emotions before speaking. <laughs> You're not, I'm telling you right now, that's not what I needed. Like, you don't know my needs better than I know my needs. I'm telling you right now that you handled that situation in a very Austin way. And it's not that I didn't appreciate it, it's just that I felt like in that moment, you could have handled it in more of a Lauren way. What was needed is that it was handled in a way that better catered to my needs, not your needs. Um, that's just what I was thinking in the moment, but I'll take, I'll take this into consideration next time. Next time you scratch your car. God, I hope there's never a next time, even though I know there's going to be a next time. Anyway, 
we got that little that's like our segment of like how we feel you know that was the further explanation for this episode because this episode's gonna be a little special it's coming out on valentine's day we are pro podcasters and are doing a little like we're forward thinking and we're planning to do a valentine's day themed episode so a couple days ago i went to austin and i said this episode this next episode's coming out on valentine's day so come prepared with something valentine's themed and that's all i told him and he tried to ask me a couple like questions prompting me to direct him because he doesn't like anything vague but i did that intentionally to see where each of our avenues would take us and i'm ready to begin are you yes i am all right so the first thing is since my first bit is like well quite literally a bit it needs a special noise preceding it but not the normal thing and it i would prefer thunder because this is a lightning valentine's day lightning round (laughs) but i'll try to make it happen okay you ready yeah i'm ready valentine's questions what's your favorite rom-com what constitutes like a rom-com a romantic comedy just any comedy where people fall in love and that's like the main point of it okay i much rather prefer like a rom-drom over rom-com but i've had to pick a rom-com i think like love actually is a romantic comedy but that's like a christmas movie um so like i would categorize that as christmas movie not like rom-com but so i would probably say like silver linings playbook or the proposal like any of those three kind of depends on my mood okay well i have a few comments it's valentine's day themed so love actually yeah that's more of christmas second thing is ask rom-com because why would you want to watch a rom-drom on valentine's day like watch people break up or like go through really tough shit on valentine's day because i live for the drama and you know i do like i love a nice romantic drama I love period pieces. I love me some Jane Austen. I love me some Shakespeare. The drama, the emotion is like what I live for. So always a rom-drama over a rom-com. So what's your favorite rom-com? P-R-O-P-O-S-A-L. The Proposal. Now my favorite rom-com is The Proposal. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Okay, well, I like that we got that through. (laughs) I'm more of a rom-com on Valentine's Day for sure. Um, so, okay, favorite Valentine candy. What the heck constitutes a Valentine's Day candy over, like, any other candy? Like, mainstream Valentine's candy, like, box chocolates, or those, they're not Smarties, but those chalky heart candies, (laughs) or, like, um, you know, or just, like, Valentine's-themed candy in general. You know, like, it could be, like, a Snickers, as long as it's Valentine's-themed. Okay, well, A, conversation hearts, puke, vomit, disgusting. Those are, like, the worst candies ever, no matter the season. And, like, I don't like candy. Like, you know this about me. I'm not, like, I will eat candy, don't get me wrong. But, like, give me a bag of potato chips. Like, get me, make me some, like, tater tots or french fries. Like, I much prefer salty over sweet. Give me a basket of french fries and, like, make the ketchup a little heart or something. If I had to pick a candy... 
I would pick Milk Duds, although I don't think those are, like, Valentine's themed. Or those sour gummy Scandinavian gummies that you just bought, because those are really good. So there's no wrong answers. You can say whatever you want. But I do find it surprising that you didn't say the Scandinavian gummies, considering, like, you were obsessed with them last night. And you were like, this is the best candy I've ever had. These are... I did not say that. Okay, well, you said they're better than Sour Patch Kids, which is the same thing in my mind, because Sour Patch Kids are the best candy ever. What's your favorite Valentine's candy? Okay, I'm actually not going to pick my favorite candy. I'm going to pick my favorite candy to receive on Valentine's Day, which is the typical um, box chocolate hearts that are, like, all different. Um, Okay, what is your favorite, like, what would be your favorite food? like i would make for you for valentine's day like what would you want me to make you or would you want to order out and what would that be oh i think i kind of already said it make me a basket of french fries (laughs) um no i mean my favorite food is like mashed potatoes but like are you gonna make that on valentine's day are you like planning a date right now valentine's day is this your scheme because it's filmed pre-valentine's day (laughs) you're making a face like you are um, I don't think, like, about dinner like that. I'm not, like, a food person. You're a food-motivated person, and I'm not. So, like, these questions about food are clearly, like, you're concocting something in your mind, and I don't really care. Okay, fair. Okay, and then what is your Valentine's Day meal? My Valentine's Day meal, I think, is it's the mac and cheese we make. For sure, the vegan mac and cheese. It's really good. Last question of the lightning round. What are your favorite plants slash flowers to receive? You act like I've ever received plants slash flowers on Valentine's Day as a gift. Well, not on Valentine's Day, but just in general. What was your favorite plant or flower species to receive as a gift? And I ask this because a lot of people get flowers on Valentine's Day, and maybe some people want recommendations. It's actually really bad for the environment. The amount of flowers that get bought on Valentine's Day. The rose economy is like really bad for South America where they're grown. Anyway, so ethically, I wouldn't recommend anybody get anybody roses. <laughs> but um, you bought me a lemon tree for my birthday. That's probably been my favorite. But like you need to make sure that like you have space for it and like stuff you do buy somebody that that's like a commitment that's not like a cut flower that dies in a couple days i would definitely like to receive a bonsai tree as a gift so that's you know it's also me trying to get these things out there for you too little hints yeah but like i knew all of your answers so like and like you say the bonsai tree and you say that like all the time but then like when it comes to like getting you a bonsai tree you're like actually i don't want a bonsai tree so you're very conflicted on that one i don't believe you I want the right bonsai tree for me, which I'm not sure what it is yet. Okay, so then, like, you should just pick it out. Like, it shouldn't be a gift. You should just go pick one out because if you're going to be that particular about it, it shouldn't be given as a gift. Yeah. Another thing besides, like, flowers I think would be cool is, like, like a book of, like, pressed leaves or things like that or, or flowers. Like, I think that would be cool. Like, although it would probably be more fun collecting them <laughs> on my own time. I think it would also be cool if you, like, given something like that. And you can see, like, all the different tree species and keep track of them. Okay, nerd alert. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. And with that, that ends our lightning round. 
Are you planning like something for Valentine's Day that I don't know about? Maybe, maybe not. On our first Valentine's date, we just went out to eat, which was fine. It was fun, but I also had a cold, and that was kind of um, not as fun for Valentine's Day. Well, you're missing like kind of a lot of key things, I think, because a that was our first Valentine's and our only Valentine's. Because I told you, I was like, I don't like celebrating Valentine's Day. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We don't have to celebrate Valentine's Day. And you were, like, obsessed with, like, going out for Valentine's Day. Even though I told you so many times, I don't care. I will never care. And that was the only time we've ever celebrated it. And you were sick. No matter how many times I told you, like, we literally don't have to go. You forced us to go and you are sick and it was miserable. Yep, that was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it the only one? Yeah. Um, because I also don't feel a need to celebrate Valentine's Day. We can be romantic whenever we want. And um, it's also like a hassle to book things during Valentine's Day. So, and things just seem more expensive. All the reasons why I don't like Valentine's Day. It's like way expensive. There's, everything's booked. It feels like very cliche to like confess your love on Valentine's Day. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody, they should feel like that every single day. Which is why you're not asking me these questions about, like, flowers and candy and stuff. I'm like, boy, you better not be buying me any of that stuff for Valentine's Day. So I'm going to be mad if you overindulge on things that I wouldn't even care about for, in my mind, a fake holiday. So, yeah, like, I think about our first Valentine's Day, and you were, like, sick. It was not a cold. You were, like, grossly sick. You had, like, a fever and stuff. Oh, yeah, this is, like, pre-pandemic. This was a long time ago. And I told you so many times, I was like, we literally don't have to go out. And we went to, like, a kind of expensive restaurant, like, for college students. It was, like, overpriced and ridiculous. And, yeah, like, it wasn't even that good. Like, I don't know. It just, Valentine's Day is, like, so annoying to me. And also, like, I feel like we were the only ones in a relationship out of all of our friends. And so I kind of just, like, felt bad, like, leaving all of our friends. Like, I would have much preferred to, like, all hang out and, like, you know, then like us going out to a restaurant that didn't even feel like we belonged there, and then it was like you were like sick, and I don't know. <laughs> just I think after that experience, like, did you really just want to go because you like never had a girlfriend to spend Valentine's Day with? So you were like, okay, well I gotta do it at least once. That might have been part of it, but I don't really remember anymore. Because like since then you've like never had a desire, and like you pushed to go out on Valentine's Day. So I feel like what changed, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I experienced it. I was sick, though. And I mean, like I said, like that. Eh. <laughs> Being sick on Valentine's Day isn't very fun. Being sick any day is not very fun. And I do want to stress again, that was before the pandemic. So, well, that's another thing. We haven't been on Valentine's Day also because of the pandemic. <laughs> so we haven't really gone out as much. But I guess you can always do things at home. So. Yeah, I mean, like... All the questions you just asked me are, like, things at home. Like, you're, like, buying things, you know, and receiving things. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I hope we're not alienating anybody who's a huge Valentine's Day fan. Because, um, obviously, like, we might not think Valentine's Day is for us, but it might be for you, and that's great. And, you know, I hope people can have fun with it if that's what they want to do. 
Yeah, that's true. But I'm genuinely curious. I've never met anybody who's like a huge Valentine's Day fan. Valentine's Day is like not the holiday where it like has a bunch of stands like supporting it. Like it's not like Christmas or something like. Like people love Christmas. People love Halloween. Valentine's Day is like just another Hallmark holiday. You know, it's like St. Patrick's Day. Whoa, that was a reaction. All right, well, let's hear it. If anyone can leave us a comment on if they're a huge Valentine's Day supporter or just any of those, like, extra holidays that um, that we don't take breaks for. <laughs> um, so, like, St. Patrick's Day as well. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of either of those holidays, I guess. I'm not Christian, though, and, like... Those are both Christian holidays, too. Well, historically, they're Christian holidays, but, like, there's... Are they really Christian holidays anymore? Like, no. I don't I don't really think anybody considers them Christian holidays. But I will say, like, I brought fun facts about ha- Valentine's Day as my little, like, thing. And this is something that, like, I would subscribe to. <laughs> like, I will say, growing up, my mom always, like, did stuff for Valentine's Day. Like, she, like, themed the house very minimally. Like, she bought, like, kitchen towels that were pink and red, you know. And, like, maybe cut, like, our sandwiches in the shape of a heart. But, like, we would wake up and in our little seats at the dinner table or the breakfast table. Like, there would be, like, a little chocolate and a little card um, every Valentine's Day. And, like, I plan on doing that. Like, you know I'm going to be, like, decorating the house and, like, theming the house for our children and, like, making it special for them. I love that. Um, You, I don't really care about. (laughs) But one of the fun facts that I read about Valentine's Day was that 3% of pet owners will give Valentine's Day gifts to their pets. And I was shocked. Like, that feels so low. Because, like, you know I'm going to be giving our dog some Valentine's Day gifts. And I do not feel guilty about it. I like how you're so excited about Valentine's Day when it's not involving us. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that does seem really low. That's kind of disappointing. Every pet owner that I know is going to be treating their pet on Valentine's Day. And my mom, who like, now all she has is like a dog. My dad getting nothing and the dog is getting the world. Like, you know. It's going to be the same in this house. Like, our dogs are going to be feasting and they're going to get new toys and they're going to be so cute. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... People are trending to uh, treat their dogs right. <laughs> For those in the audience, let's try to get that 3% to to 90 or ideally to 100. And not just dogs, all pets, all of them need a little love on Valentine's Day. Another fun fact for you, and I kind of thought this was ridiculous, ridiculous because like I could never imagine myself doing this, but the average person, guess how much the average person spends on Valentine's Day? Let's see. The dinner could be very expensive. This average person. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, so it's always two people, probably. Um, <laughs> and probably, uh, I'm going to say $150 for the dinner, which is, I would not spend that much money on food, but I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to go with like um, $50 on like, the gifts so i'll say 200 bucks wait that seems high i think i exaggerated my thinking because it it could be really low too i don't think it's going to be what i expect 
Okay, maybe the average person spends $30 on Valentine's Day. <laughs> the contrast. You went from $200 to $30. Like, boy, what the hell? Also, I said, like, I would never imagine myself doing this. And, like, I would spend $30 on you. <laughs> like, don't act like. Okay, wait. I changed, I changed it back to 200 Okay, well, that is too high. It's $130.97. And I just saw, I was like, oh, my God, who's spending that much money? One person. So, like, I would spend $130 on you, and you would spend $130 on me. Guess what percentage of cards are bought on Valentine's Day by women? In the U.S.? Um, okay, well, I think there's about 320 million people in the U.S., and... He's deep in thought. He has his eyes closed. He's thinking. He's naming the amount of people in the United States. Um, okay, so, yeah, there's about 320 million people in the U.S. 50, roughly 50% of them are women, so we have about 160 million women in the U.S. Now, not all of them are going to buy Valentine's cards. I don't know what percent of the population is married or in a relationship, so that is an unknown factor age is also a factor because no not many nine-year-olds are buying people valentine's day cards um so let's just approximately cut out a hundred million people (laughs) and i'll go with 60 million (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm like actually in tears because do you remember what the original question was? <laughs> I thought it was how many cards are bought by women on Valentine's Day. Close, but this is my life, people. Wait, this you, is my life. Don't I give me the answer. Restate the question. Okay. Okay. What percentage of cards um. are bought on Valentine's Day by women? But this is my life. Like, I will ask a question or I'll state a statement and then Austin just, like, thinks like i don't know what happens in his brain that like computes it to like not what i said okay i was thinking total number of cards but we should look up and see if that's close um okay so 50 so whatever percent okay well 50 percent are women so and i think it's more likely a woman well is it more like yeah i'm gonna say women tend not to forget as much as men. And it's going to be 70%. That was really close. It's 85% of cards are bought on Valentine's Day by women. There are 180 million Valentine's Day cards exchanged on the holiday. How many of those are purchased by women? 85%. Oh. I literally just told you that. Wait, how many were there? Okay, it's 180 million cards exchanged. And then 85% of that is by women. I was 103 million off on my calculation (laughs) uh, for number of cards purchased by women. Really on a roll. (laughs) This was actually like a really interesting fun fact to me. But okay, so basically St. Valentine, one of the saints that the day is named after supposedly wore a purple amethyst ring customarily worn on the hands of christian bishops with the image of cupid engraved in it a recognizable symbol associated with love that was legal under the roman empire 
Then, so then Roman soldiers would recognize the ring and ask him to perform marriages for them because Roman soldiers, I guess, weren't allowed to get married. But he did it, like, secretly. That's what he was a martyr for. But anyway, um, and it's said that, like, the association with his amethyst ring is why amethyst is the birthstone of February. Dang, that's interesting. Um, all right, well, do you have anything else? All right, well, I think that's the end of today's conversation. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, make sure to check back in with us um, weekly, and in March we should have a St. Patrick's Day-themed episode. <laughs> we'll get, like, super drunk and talk about leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing on YouTube and following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next week.